Hey everyone, so in listening to our audio playback for episode 3, um, so basically in episode 1, we realized that there was some clipping going on uh, in the episode, which is basically that knocking or that tapping sound that you're hearing. Um, in episode 2, we were largely able to get that fixed, but in episode 3, in an effort to completely get rid of that we kind of somehow made it worse so we ask that you give us some grace and that you please love us anyway um the good news is is that for episode four we should have that pretty much worked out because we're getting a different software we're getting our ducks in a row um so we thank you we love you please enjoy the show Welcome back to the History Woes podcast. We are so excited to see you and have you here. We saw that people listened to both of the episodes, so I think we're kind of on a roll. Thank you yeah, for thank our... you guys so much for listening. Truly. Um, Truly. I'd like to send a... Well, we'd both like to send a huge thank you to mm-hmm. our Patreon subscribers, mm-hmm. uh, Eric, Michael, and Simone. Uh, you guys are the very first honorary history hoes. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for that. You are and supporting the the pod. Thank you. We cannot thank you enough. So yeah. Alrighty. Um, so I know we told everyone that this was going to be Wild Women of History. We we lied to you. We did, and we're sorry. We promise not to do it again. We're not going to be like your toxic partner. Mother Nature just told us she's very upset because there was a big thunderclap. If you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> So they're mad. We're uh, redoing damn nature. No, but um, yeah. So basically, our sound is not exactly where we want it to be. We still have some tweaking to do. So, but we want those stories to come in crystal clear. The ladies in the stories deserve it. So yeah. But we Uh, still have a pretty cool topic today. Yeah, we are bringing you a doctor. Doctor, bring me the news. So we're both doing doctor stories. I can't mumble sing the the tune for copyright reasons. Not copyright. Is it copyright? Copyright or trademark? I don't really know. Somebody else owns it. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have rights to that. I don't. uh, So I cannot mumble sing that one because we're going to be probably titling the episode as such. So (laughs) (laughs) True. So, um, yes. Alrighty. But yeah, so it's going to be medical slash doctor theme stories today. Yeah. Um, um, tell us about your wine. We're not right this minute. I'm I, sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, I just forgot where I'd put it, but I'm going to pick <laughs> it, it just up. It ran away. I, it was behind the curtain. All right. Um, <laughs> Do not pay attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> okay. So I was just going through theme, but I was looking for themed wines. like medical themed wines and there's just there's just not a whole lot at my local large winery output place (laughs) the total wine the total i didn't know do we say what it is yes the total wine and there's only so many pages i can scroll through but we did find uh dna vineyards um and it is another cab i promise i have a question what I don't want to ruin things. What? Are you doing Rosalind Franklin? No. Okay. Never mind. It's okay. We can save it. We can save it for another episode. Yeah. Whatever that is, I'm sure they're. Are they good or bad? 
She's excellent. She's great. Uh, no, but this is DNA Vineyards. DNA is just loosely attached to medical theme. It has so nothing to do with my story. So she's the woman who found the DNA sequence the uh, man got the credit for it but yes. she was the and so i was the truest history that that was the... <laughs> <laughs> truly truly mm. um but so i thought that's what you're and i was excited but i'm now more excited to hear your story because now i have no earthly idea what you're going to tell us and i'm glad for it um because i cannot wait to tell everybody um but this is a cab again i promise i will I will choose a different kind of wine. I realize this is like the third cab in a row I've brought you. Three out of three. Three out of three. I know when we do the Wild Women of History, I know what wine I want. It's also, I think, a cab, but I promise to switch it up eventually. This one from DNA Vineyards has, it got me because it had notes of coffee and roasted walnuts. And that sounded pretty, pretty close to my heart. So, We'll be cracking into that one when we get to my story. Today, Lex is first, so tell me about your wine. Uh, so I got, uh, you know, I was so excited from the last one we did uh, that I went with one called Seaward. Yeah. Um, it's a Shiraz. It is grown in the, uh, like, Cape Coastal region of South Africa, which is where a large part of my story takes place. Okay. Um, it is by, what is this, Spire Vineyards, established 1692. Ooh. So this was around when the story was taking Ooh, place. Okay. So I would like to, uh, you know, think that maybe this is what they were drinking. Maybe. In the well, not like this character, but like people around. Okay. Everybody around them doctor. is drinking. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, this is, they offer a range of wines strongly influenced in style and complexity by the Cape's unique coast. And two ocean currents that collide close to its shores. Uh, this is said to have large waves. Yes, big, terrifying waves. I believe off the, off the waves, if you will. off the coast of South yeah. Africa was the big one. <laughs> they got a lot of shit off the coast of South Africa. A of all, that's also where like all of the air jaws from Shark Week. The the fucking you've not seen air jaws. I don't watch Shark Week okay. unless you make me. I'm Gosh. sorry. Okay, well. Uh, it's uh, basically where the they put the little fucking seal decoy on the top of the water, and the shark—it's a decoy, it's not oh. real. Um, and the sharks, at like a really high speed, come up from the depths and shoot up out of the water and get it. So these, these seals would never see it coming. They say like it hits the seal so hard, seal's dead before like anything else happens. So like they don't really feel much. If that gives you any kind of. Well, thank Solace. you for that nightmare. I really need I'm that. here for everyone's ocean <laughs> theme um, So what I was going to say is also off the coast of South Africa. Or, uh, penguins. Penguins <laughs> are also there. And oddly enough, I believe that is also where, as they make yet another entrance into the podcast, elephants have been found swimming <laughs> offshore. How lovely. Elephant pickles. Um, yeah, okay. Uh <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just keep bringing you new reasons to stay out of the water. <laughs> and yet, I don't. No, you don't. And this is why every time you're like, I'll race you to the buoy. I was like, that just, you, you will see me here when you get back. <laughs> I was trying to that didn't go so well. No, I you didn't. Uh, I thought I could swim like I could when I was uh, 19. And, um, well, spoilers, I am not 19 anymore, kids. I, I towed her in like a tugboat. <laughs> 
was great. Um, it was funny. Okay. But... Uh, so this wine uh, supposedly has beautiful layered aromas of mulberry, violets, and plums supported by infused allspice. The palate has a richness and good length. Nah. Don't we all love that? And smooth tannins. Uh, and it suggests to serve with red meat dishes, game birds, pasta, and podcasts. What's a game so, bird? Yeah, um, gamey birds. Like a What's pheasant? a gamey bird? A pheasant? Turkey? Sure. I don't know if turkeys are particularly gamey. Don't. We can. I guess, like, are all birds game birds except, like, chickens? I think they mean birds that have a gamey flavor. Y'all can't see my face. I'm like, I don't know what that <laughs> it's means. Fine, I'm fine. uncultured. Oh. <laughs> no, um, I don't know how. To I've heard people gamey. describe this before, and they're like, it tastes. Have you ever gamey. eaten deer meat? No. Okay. Well, if you take one bite of deer meat, you will understand what the fuck gamey means. All right. Um. So initially, upon tasting this wine, uh, this is our first glass that we're yes. doing is the seaward, and uh, my first sip was um offended at the level of alcohol. Uh, but now that it's had some time, time to breathe, I think it tastes much better. Yeah, I agree. And this guy is 14.5%. So. Mm. I don't even remember what percentage mine was. It's still a little vinegary, but it is getting better. It just needed to breathe. And you don't typically give wine that kind of time here. <laughs> um, where would one find the alcohol percentage on wine? I, just... I see. Yes, you know. It's pretty. It's yeah, a really pretty bottle as well. It's a gorgeous bottle. Yours is fourteen percent. All right, so we are good to go, and I am I'm excited that I go second, so I can be a little bit more into my wine before I tell you what the hell I have I'm to tell you. So, so. excited! Uh, my um, my guess was off, so I have no idea what you're doing. I didn't know until well, I'll tell you. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm so excited. All right, so I'm gonna take a big sip of wine, yep. and then we're gonna get into it. Do, 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 do. I'm giving you elevator music. Do, do, do. It's an excellent elevator. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so picture it. <laughs> Am I going to do this every episode? We don't know. We don't know, but right now I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's the 1800s. You're in a university hospital. Mm, color is everywhere. <laughs> uh huh. It's a bad time. Typhus is everywhere. Everywhere is everything is everywhere. Everything is everywhere. It's a bad time for everyone. Tuberculosis. Um, and the doctor comes to see you, but you require surgery oh no which is oh no bad at this time uh we've only very recently invented uh sedation for surgery we used to do that while you were wide the fuck awake uh we have not and the sedation itself is its own risk right yep. oh yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, and this is before uh, germ theory had been invented, before we had carbolic acid for sanitizing anything. So you are truly running risks Are they here. still pouring, like, whiskey on it, at least? To... No, the, no they just... didn't know that there were germs. All right, well, so they're just cutting into me. This yep. is, yep. Un I'm scared. Yep, um, <laughs> and uh, at this time, they thought that uh, infection was caused by foul old odors. Um, so you're... That is also going to make an appearance in my story. All right. All right, cool. So, yeah, I, I these, like these nasty-ass smells. <laughs> um, so mortality rates sky high, oh. um, but you are lucky. The place smells pretty okay. It's got a pretty good reputation, so you think you might be all right. Okay. Um, and as you're 
psyching yourself up like you're not feeling great right because you need surgery uh, mm-hmm. due to HIPAA regulations we cannot disclose what type of surgery <laughs> you require um but none none of it is good yeah that much I do know um and so you're sitting in bed and in walks the youngest doogie hauser looking motherfucker oh. surgeon you have ever seen there is i've been concerned and <laughs> now i'm just telling my wife goodbye <laughs> i wish you the best uh, i'll he... wait for you you can't have sex with anyone else while i'm done <laughs> <laughs> um he is well dressed uh mm-hmm. the first thing that pops in your head when you see his gout up is a dandy um but despite it being as a yankee doodle mm, so dandy as in the very uh, posh gentleman. Yeah, Yankee Doodle. Dandy. Dandy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and despite it being incredibly warm this time of year, his coat is buttoned all the way to the top, mm. sacrificing nothing. Profession. Will be uncomfortable. All right. Um, At least you... we're all uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you notice this doctor is short despite three inch lifts on his shoes. Um, there is um, no semblance of a beard. I have a question. Is this doctor, quotation marks, three raccoons in a trench coat? <laughs> um, you know, you're not sure yet, but you've, you've heard good things about this surgeon. So this is why you went to this hospital. So oh. you are hoping mm-hmm. and praying that uh, this is not actually three raccoons in a trench coat and that they have a bit more dexterity than that. Oh, I mean, raccoons do have them. No, little dick, they have little fingers. Well, you know, well, look, you I'm want, sorry. I'm sorry. Are we saying it. that's, I'm sorry. Are we saying that's not as good as all of the surgeons in the 1800s? Because <laughs> I feel like three raccoons with 30 of those little fingers are probably going to do an okay job. They're about as clean because no one knows about them. Look, we're giving you the right to choose who does your surgery here, ma'am. So if you really want that, uh, we'll we'll bring them in for you. But Shit, I mean, I'm already here. <laughs> so um, but so this surgeon has like not even a semblance of a beard. Mm. You are heckin' concerned. Uh and he's so young looking, so it alarms you as he approaches. Uh, he stops and just rips another doctor a fucking new one about how dirty his patient area is, uh, demanding that it be cleaned immediately. Patients should not have to sit in that filth. Okay, well, I do like that, and that is definitely anti-raccoon behavior, so mm-hmm. I'm getting more and more comfortable with this being a human. Um, you notice, it doesn't even sound like this man has fully cleared puberty. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Is this a 12-year-old? Was this Sheldon Cooper? <laughs> like, in the 1800s, he's like, nope. Got it. It's a Big um, Bang Theory reference for everybody who like, doesn't watch the show. Showing up yelling at another doctor who is, like, a grown-ass man and putting this dude in his he's place. He's a full-ass beard. And this beardless boy is like, go fuck yourself and get some... Get, clean the shit up. I don't know up. what you use to clean... Uh, I, I assume just like a mop that has m- everyone else's blood <laughs> exactly. on it bleaches it's in the a thing mop yet. bucket that's been there since the inception of this hospital. <laughs> Never changed the water. <laughs> what? What for? Well, so they used, get dirty again. So pre germ theory, all that they literally used to operate with their bare hands. 
Yeah. And would just kind of rinse off from patient to patient. So someone would go from having their hands in your fucking guts to like, oh, let's go deliver this baby. Uh, and that is why fun fact, uh, infant mortality. I was gonna say fun fact, high. infant mortality also pretty yep. high at this time. Um, but so you notice this guy mm-hmm. too big for his britches, not just because his britches are incredibly <laughs> small. Um, but you've heard good things. You undergo this operation, and luckily you survive. That was a close one, you guys. <laughs> it was not it was it wasn't looking good. <laughs> um, after your surgery, he comes around. He introduces himself to you, and he says, Hi, I am Dr. James Barry. And this is the story of the life of Dr. James Barry. Okay, I'm ready. I, I'm so, I'm ready to hear it, because he just saved my life. He did, he did. So, you Tell know, me about and, him. Uh, you know, made things better for the other patients. Okay. In the room. And we're in South Africa, right? Uh, no, this, I'm sorry, this is taking place at the University of Edinburgh. A lot of shady shit went down at that place. It did, but it was also the cutting edge university and still is. Uh, cutting it. edge university. <laughs> get it? Get yeah, it? Do you yeah, get it? Surgery. Uh, that's where yeah. uh, yeah, I know. Liston was there, invented Lister? the Liston. Uh, Liston invented oh, the Lis- knife. Didn't. Yes, yes, I, can, I fucked that up constantly, the, guys. I'm sorry. Same. Uh, he, I was reading about it. Uh, <laughs> he is, was the fastest surgeon of his time, which was cool mm-hmm. because he was around before anesthesia. So you wanted that Ooh, shit done. You wanted like, that, dude. He could. I want to say he could like amputate a leg in under two minutes. All right, like he was like, fast as fuck, boy. And all right, he's like those guys who can like disassemble and reassemble like firearms, like quick as shit. Yep, uh, he's but, the Navy but, Seal. But people, I was gonna say the Navy Seal surgery. Yeah. Um, but this um, is where like Lister goes to school later, and uh, that, isn't that where like carbolic acid? Homie and Burke. Yeah, but why do, do not you think they needed? But, uh, what was the other guy's name? <laughs> not Bur- Burke and Hare. Burke and Hare. Uh, that is why they needed so many bodies, though, because, because they, they were the prim- one of the premier medical schools. Because in Lister the world. was cutting up like fucking Edward Scissorhands, like left and right. It wasn't Lister? Lister? Liston. Liston. Uh, I'm keep fucking it up, everybody. Uh, I'm sorry. They, look, I think probably everyone there was responsible for it a little bit. Okay. Um, all right. Collected. Okay. But anyway, uh, this is where like Bell's palsy was discovered. Okay. Like all of. Like, All right. a lot of things occur. At, it's it's a huge university, and it is one of the best for medicine Okay. in the world. And to this day? Um, I believe so. Okay. Like, in the 60s and 70s, I was reading, they still have a lot of shit coming out. So. Okay. All right. Shit. All right. Well, yeah, please So, you know, good job. <laughs> good um, job, Scotland. Yeah. Keep it up. Uh, so, in 1809, um, with the... A letter of strong recommendation from several earls. Uh, James Barry is accepted to Edinburgh University, University of Edinburgh, one of those, uh, for medicine. And um, so he was initially almost denied entrance to the school because he was so young looking. People mm-hmm. were like, no, no, you, no, no. You need, you think I'm gonna let you, a child, <laughs> operate? On people? Not without a fourth lift in that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> this poor baby. Uh, so, uh, I, with his letter of strong recommendation, he is ultimately admitted. Uh, no one really uh, determines his age. They are guessing somewhere between the ages of 16 and 22. 
Um, I would err on the younger side of that. Yeah, if I this kid is 13. This child. <laughs> um, in 1813, he successfully passes his exams for the Royal College of Surgeons of England. So he is a full-fledged doctor okay. at that point. I mean, hey, if he's passing those exams, you know, or whatever the fuck y'all call them yeah. across the pond, it's different, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it matters, so this but was, for the story, yeah. we're Americans, and I'm sorry. Um, four days later, <laughs> I wrote, <laughs> this is not the right term either. <laughs> I wrote, he's hired as a hospital assistant for the British Army. You're not hired for the Army. <laughs> I, I think you enlist. Sign up. I have no idea. That's I was going to say, I, I mean, so my family's British, so I was like trying to cast my mind back. But I don't know, y'all. So, anyway, it's with we post our sources. Go ahead and look for yourself. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, he is hired as a hospital assistant in the British Army. Uh, he's posted in Chelsea originally. Boo. Yeah, fuck Chelsea. <laughs> we watch uh, soccer, football, you know. Whatever you the thing, call it. The thing. Um, and within two years, he's promoted to assistant surgeon to the forces, which is um, an equivalent uh, equivalency to a lieutenant. Okay. Um, during this time, uh, we've got the Napoleonic Wars going on, we've got Ooh. the Peninsular Wars going on, and we are wrapping up the War of 1812. There are so many amputated legs. Uh, surgeons and soldiers be busy yeah. as fuck mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. The British forces specifically are pretty, uh, they are stretched thin at this point. Correct. So they're like, yeah. how old are you? 13? Come on in. He's got three we'll lifts in his shape. Yeah. It's fine. Three lifts in a shoe and he's still short. I just imagining him. Oh no. I'm just imagining him in like the the I don't know what the politically correct term is, but the ladies take their clothes off for money shoes. And like the big ones that like are they not still called stripper heels? Or sex worker heels? I don't I don't know who got looped into that. I, and like, I just wanna I be I, I don't wanna upset anybody. That's fair. Not trying to upset anyone, but I don't think any um I don't know. I feel like if you're doing sex work of another kind, are you trying to walk around in the wheels? I have no idea, but right now I'm picturing him in those heels, the ones that have a fishbowl in the bottom. Have you seen those? Yes. Yes, yes, that's what I'm picturing. It's him (laughs) strutting throughout the British Army (laughs) as Yankee Doodle Dandy with these goldfish bowl. Yeah, no, he's not a Yankee. So, but uh, but these goldfish bowl type stilettos. Just yes. uh, with his coat surgering everywhere, all the way up, all the way that, up, like serving. to hide the raccoons. I love it. Um, <laughs> this poor kid. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, Barry is uh, later transported or posted, moved. They sent him reassigned. I don't know. They put uh, him to somewhere. Cape Town, South Africa, okay. in eighteen sixteen. Okay, that's uh, going to be hotter than he has been previously. That is correct. <laughs> it's going to be warmer. He's going to want to unbutton that coat. That is correct. He never does. Never does. Um, upon arriving, uh, someone from back in the UK uh, sends a formal letter of introduction for him to the governor, Lieutenant General Lord Charles Henry Somerset, because he needed that many titles. All of these people at this time, especially in the British anything, I'm not going to, okay, here's the thing. I'm probably going to make fun of everybody in Britain and also apologize for being American in every episode. 
simultaneously. Simultaneously. This is all occurring. Um, but yeah, no, everyone needed like Lord Earl Chauncey, whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Lieutenant General Lord Charles Henry Somerset. Uh, Dr. Barry treats Somerset's daughter, um, and she has what's called a miraculous recovery. Um, again, due to HIPAA regulations, <laughs> I was, I was say... unable to find what happened to her. Is it a miraculous recovery? Did he wash his hands? I guess at that time that would have been miraculous. Yes. Somebody washing their fucking hands. That is correct. Please continue to do that, people. Um, We're not out of this yet. Yep. Uh, wash your fucking hands, kids. Uh, in 1822, Dr. Barry is appointed to the Colonial Medical Inspector position, which is a huge jump in position from his previous rank. Uh, he works in the Cape for over 10 years. Uh, during this time, he brings significant fucking improvements to sanitation. Sounds like it. Water systems. Mm-hmm. Improves conditions for enslaved peoples, prisoners, the mentally ill, and establishes a sanctuary for a leper colony. Okay, so he really gives a shit about a lot of people that most people do not care about. That is correct. Uh, you named at least three groups, at yes. least, uh, that I that I heard that was like, oh, wow, like, nobody cares about those people. So, I guess, I thought you were going to come at me with a villain story, so I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. The other three... <laughs> the three-inch Three-inch gold... Fishbowl <laughs> but it sounds like he's a good guy. Yeah, I can't tell. He's it. just a bit of a dick. But oh, I mean, he that... gets shit done. Okay, well, we all watched. There were like how many seasons of Doctor House? <laughs> how many of those mm-hmm. fucking seasons? We like that as long as they get the job done. Yeah. Oh, okay, how many Viking in they have? To um, in this time, uh, he also becomes one of the first doctors in the world, the first in Africa. Mm-hmm. to successfully deliver a baby via C-section where both mother and baby survive. Nice. Nice. So I cannot imagine being a mother undergoing that. And you're like, well, no one survived this before, but also Ooh. you're like, this has got to go. <laughs> so, As a mother who has undergone a C-section, I can tell you that like, you're just like, well, I done been in pain for about, I mean, some women, I mean, what is it like? They're like, I, two days. I'm like, what? Two days. So, yeah, the women in my family are like, uh, I don't want to call them insane. They are insanely strong. Yeah, that's what uh, it is. They, they are like, I swear, super all, I human. all of them have done it, like, without pain meds. And then uh, the, a number that is not one, um, or not zero, <laughs> also not one, uh, has had to then go in for a C-section after pushing for, like, 12, 13, 14 hours of labor no like just and you know that all their kids are gonna be like teenagers at some point and they're all just gonna (sighs) shout out to moms everywhere (laughs) y'all uh no uh morgan is saying this uh because she is the mother of a teenager (laughs) who is ungrateful uh that she worked as hard as she did to bring him into this world as I understand it, they come back around at like twenty four, but we got we're like just, a decade. We're, we're eagerly awaiting that, and time. I still love him and more than anything. I gotta say, uh, you raised a good one, and he is quite sweet. He's for sweet. He's super age. sweet. He can't help himself with the teenage qualities. It just is what it is. And please understand, I I know me at that age was also a dick. So. <laughs> Exactly. But I would like to say, uh, yeah, shout out to moms everywhere. Oof. Great job uh, and to great, all of you. And great job to this fucking guy who yeah. got that baby out. Good job yeah, to this the mom. guy who saved the mom and the baby. And the baby, Both yeah. Of survived. That's, this is yeah. one of the first instances in the world where this is, 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 is successful. Mm-hmm. Again, 
maybe because he washes his hands? Who knows? I'm going to go ahead and say it's that. Um, <laughs> so, the family is so thankful for this successful delivery mm-hmm. that they named the child after him, calling the baby James Barry Munnick. Okay. Uh, this becomes a family name, is passed down through generations, and a descendant named James Barry Munnick Herzog. Uh, becomes Prime Minister of the Union of South Africa from 1924 to 1939. Okay. So, good job to the doctor. Good job all around. Uh, so, also during this time, uh, there are accusations thrown around about Dr. Barry and the governor having an inappropriate relationship because of how close they were. I read at one point, uh, Dr. Barry moves into the governor's house. It's a whole thing. Uh, apparently charges are brought against them, uh, accusing them of, and like, I, I need you to get, you can't see me doing the air quotes around inappropriate relationship, air quotes around buggering Ugh. and uh, homosexuality. Um, the rumors uh, are, event- or the charges are eventually dropped, but the rumors continue. Um, This situation is not helped uh, when, after being stationed in Mauritius, uh, Dr. Barry receives the news that Lord Charles uh, has fallen ill, and he immediately dips Hmm. and heads back to England without waiting for approval from the army. They tend to dislike that. Um, But also, aw, the relationship. Yeah, I I love it. Um, But also... I think there's like a term for that, <laughs> like abandoning your post. Yeah. Yeah, wait, like, that leave? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it's called in British Army. Yeah, but whatever that is. Um, And he remains in England for two years. And they didn't say shit? I don't know. I right. know, I don't know. All right. Um, Until Lord Charles tragically passes away. Um, the story they went with at the time was that this was very typical bro shit and boys will be boys. Am I right? Okay, um, so but... um, actually to backpedal slightly, I am awing at a relationship between two adults, assuming uh, Dr. Barry is of the Correct. age. Well, and this would have been, uh, in, he didn't move there until 1816, so three years after he graduates medical school. Okay, so I'm just going to assume that they 18... were adults, both of them. And when um, was this? Uh, yeah, and then in 1822, so... 16 to 22 that's another six years okay so we're probably at least, good we're good probably, at least. probably i don't have it listed here exactly when we're probably fine and then he had had another assignment mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. this so it's been a while been a while so we are assuming these are two yes. consenting adults yes um so he remains in england uh, for two years until lord charles tragically passes away um, afterwards, Barry uh, receives posts in he gets her up, uh, Jamaica, St. Helena, the West Indies, Malta, Corfu, and Canada. Um, he receives promotions all the way up to Inspector General, which is the second highest rank available to surgeons in the military. Okay. Um, everywhere he goes, he brings improvements in sanitation, mm-hmm. better food, better treatment of prisoners, the sick. Uh, diseased peoples, uh, the low-ranking and low-ranking soldiers. Okay. So, like, strives for, like, nicer barracks for them. Good to me. Everything. Yeah. Like, he is effective. Right. Uh, but he is not anywhere near universally liked. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Unnecessary suffering is outrageous to him. 
Paul. Uh, and what? <laughs> <laughs> we don't understand. Uh, I'm going to re-up my wine very quickly. Okay. Um, if that's all right. Yeah, Would go you for it. Also, like another glass of this. Um, yes, please. Um. We'll see if I can get to, if I'm able to actually edit in some elevator music here. Probably not, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm in the you early days. You have to listen to us, but uh, also I would like to thank you for all of your editing because uh, <laughs> it's been a crash course, y'all. But uh, <laughs> you, yeah, I'm sure you, you can tell for all of that hard work that you have mm -hmm. been doing. And uh, cheers. Okay. Back to the story. Back to he doesn't like that people uh, are suffering. Correct. <laughs> Unnecessary suffering outrages him. Uh, and he is well known and frequently takes heavy handed approaches to get shit done. Okay. He, multiple times, hear me, multiple times, <laughs> is court martialed, arrested, <laughs> and demoted in his career for his extreme behavior. Okay. And somehow still yeah. makes it to like second from the top, but like is demoted many times he's like i don't give a fuck wash your fucking hands um i read this but i was unable to find like an actual source for it um he was once in a duel with another officer he shot the other officer in at the hat and he himself took a bullet to the thigh oh. which he then sat down dug the bullet out of his own leg and stitched himself up the other officer was said to have been so impressed by this level of badassery <laughs> that he got over whatever the quarrel was, and they became <laughs> friends. All right. I mean, that's like, that is a lot of badassery, but I have been picturing him at this point just been like, tutting, like, sucking his hands, like, Ugh. and then just, <laughs> I mean, just sit there, like, this is the biggest inconvenience, uh -huh. but very little emotional, uh -huh. like, <laughs> reaction. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, he was said to be so grating mm -hmm. <laughs> that Florence fucking Nightingale got into an altercation with him. <laughs> she, <laughs> she later recounts uh, that never, or I never had such a black guard rating in all my <laughs> life. I should say that Dr. Barry is one of the most hardened creatures I have ever met. Okay, but meanwhile... <laughs> he's doing all this good i get maybe he's probably not the most fun person to be around Look, though. i think uh a lot of people can do good things and be dicks yeah and i think a lot of nice people can do terrible things so <laughs> that happens i feel more often you know i think uh these are both truths in I humanity i agree but also imagine florence nightingale just be like nah i didn't like it. she's like fucking zero out of ten recommend <laughs> hate this guy <laughs> Um, additionally, uh, he was a vegetarian and a teetotaler, uh, so he was an absolute hit at parties. <laughs> oh, man. Is it uh, blasphemous of me to sit here and drink wine while discussing him? Maybe. Maybe, but it doesn't sound like we'd fucking anyway. like him anyways. <laughs> he sounds like a dick, but... Yeah, we wouldn't have been... I, uh, we would have appreciated if... his efforts. We would not have been his friend. No. Well, that guy's a fucking dick, but he does know what he's doing. Um... Additionally, uh, he was a, or yeah, no, sorry. Uh, it's noted he didn't have many close relationships, mm -hmm. um, but he did have a very beloved pet poodle named Psyche. Well, 
I love that. <laughs> he loved many animals. Here's he just the, okay, did here. not like people. I was about to say, wait a second, maybe I would have liked this guy. He was like, no, no, no. People, no, I don't like those. Dogs and cats. Xander, um, he's here. He's just not making any, he doesn't have anything to say right now, but um, he, yeah. He, I he get, was here for sound checks. He was here for sound checks. Um, but yeah, I get that. Like, uh, people, especially if all these people don't give a fuck about anybody in slavery, pe- poor people, basically the people that Anyone people still don't help. give a fuck about. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, those people suck. And I'm not saying Florence Nightingale was like that. I have no idea. But I imagine a majority of the people he came into contact with were. And he was like, uh, I'm going to get a dog. Yep. And he was like, this is my homie, his name is Psyche, and they were biffles. I respect that. Um, I would like to note, while he did fight for improved conditions among enslaved peoples, um, he had a black servant who Ooh. was... Imp- so I I read that he was employed with him from his time in South Africa until Barry died. I cannot tell if this was a paid position or if this was an enslaved person. Um, I would like to think that it was a paid position, but also that is strictly probably rose-colored glasses and inaccurate. Yeah. So, um, just to throw that Mm -hmm. in there, um, the man, uh, either, I'm not, again, I'm not sure if it's a paid servant or a slave, um, but he is identified as John Joseph Danson. Um, and he, again, followed him from his time in South Africa until okay Barry Dr. Barry passes okay um, but again not sure if that's what what the situation was there I was unable to find I looked um, what I time find. period is this um this when he when does he die mm, late 1800s 1865 because if he had been in England at that time I do believe slavery had already been outlawed okay I do not know however the law on like if you were existing existing slave you still had to be a slave if you became free i don't know so i don't know what that i don't know what that um the article i read said that he uh was employed so that leads me to believe that it was paid but i just want to let's hope so bring yeah to that because i i couldn't tell gotcha um so at 70 years old uh dr barry is forcefully retired from the military (laughs) get the Fuck out. They're like, we're done with you. Look, we cleaned the water all we can. You're a fucking dick. Get out. Do you know how fucking much of a tight ass you have to be for the British army to be like, get the fuck out. Like, we cannot (laughs) take it anymore. (laughs) You're out. You're out. Um, So he retires to London. Uh, Six years later, on July 25th, 1965. Excuse me. Dr. James Berry. Did you say 1965? 1865. Okay. You know, I might have. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, A of all, that 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 uh, uh servant guy was absolutely <laughs> I was like, that servant guy was absolutely freed. However, if he is in America, he was still having a really bad time. Yeah. No, uh this is London, uh eighteen sixty five. Apologies. Okay. Uh <laughs> do you want to guess what he dies of? Please not an infection. Dr. Barry dies of dysentery. Oh. Not even on the Oregon Trail. He must have been so mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no! Um, he did waterborne have a, illness. He had a bit like. of an odd request um, upon his death. Uh, he requested that his body not not be bathed or cleansed. <laughs> he was like, "I've been washing my hands all fucking time. Don't even bother." Uh, and that he be buried in the clothes he died in. 
Uh, after he died of dysentery? That's correct. All right, look. Uh, He's like, look, so don't waste any more shit on me. I'm good. This request was not honored. Of course it wasn't. They're like, nope, get the goldfish shoes out. <laughs> Button the collar all the way at the top. <laughs> um, and upon inspecting the body, it was discovered that Dr. James Berry had female genitalia. Uh, this badass surgeon who fought tooth and nail to improve living conditions for everyone he encountered uh, was, in fact, a trans man. Uh, he had been born the second child to a grocer named Jeremiah and his wife, Marianne, uh, in Cork, Ireland. Okay. Uh, and was born with the given name uh, Margaret Ann Bulkley. Okay. So, not to promote trans erasure, because I don't, but was this a trans so man I, I or know where you're going okay with this okay um, yes 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 because yeah so eventually I, i'll cover Anne bonnie and similar such so i got very excited so initially when i read articles yeah. about this um that was how it was presented was that okay. it was a woman uh, masquerading as a man to make her way in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. okay um, i mean that happened and right so and not infrequently yeah um, but i discuss it later here yes um, please just but, tell me i'm gonna shut the fuck okay, up sorry um just in the interest of storyline mm -hmm. um so under the given name margaret ann buckley in 1789 um as sorry so born to a grocer mm -hmm. and his wife yes in, Cork, Ireland. Yes, uh, in 1789 um but as anti-catholic sentiment rises in ireland um his father's unable to keep his job okay and uh is terminated and lands in debtor's prison oh um, his mother moves the family uh, to Scotland to see if her brother, who is an artist and a professor, uh, who is named James Barry, okay. uh, would support her. Mm -hmm. He initially says no. The siblings had been estranged for over 30 years. Um, but a few years later, OG James Barry dies okay. and leaves an inheritance to his sister. Mm -hmm. um, after this inheritance rolls in, Margaret Ann Buckley Bul Bulkley, sorry, uh, disappears from history and is reintroduced as James Barry. Mm -hmm. um, so I initially, and this is the part where I get to it, um, initially had read the story and a lot of outlets refer to Dr. Barry as a her. Um, okay. But, uh, and I think that was something that was not necessarily common, but definitely occurred mm -hmm. back then where women were trying to find the only possible way to make their way. Yeah. Uh, in the world, and um, so I think a lot of people read it and immediately go with that, mm -hmm. um, but I was reading an article on sciencehistory.org, and it made more sense to me. Um, it points out that he clearly identified as male mm -hmm. all the way up until his death and wanted to remain in history as a male, and that's mm -hmm. why he wished to be buried in the clothes he was in. He did not want his body that makes inspected. Um, so yeah. I... Uh, I'm gonna just, go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna I go with that. that uh, we're gonna trust people. Yep. And a, and their, a, their death wishes. Yep. And b, uh, that he knew himself best. I agree. And just be in awe of his many achievements and general badassery. I am a hundred percent down for that plan, and I would also like to acknowledge him for his general badassery and for washing his hands, guys. <laughs> we love to see it. I can't tell you how much that touched me. I was like washing his hands. Okay. Before germ theory existed, he was just like, this is dirty. He's like, this is fucking gross. It's probably because 
I don't know if, you, if visitation was a thing, but if he got to see his father in debtor's prison, he was probably like, ugh. And then was like, we gotta fucking right. clean so up. I, and I wonder, I was thinking about this, um, and I wonder if he... So he went from a grocer's... Uh, yeah. Well, I guess at the time, daughter. Um, but a grocer's child um, to not ha- his family not having any source of income. Sure. So he went from fairly middle class yeah. to... Com- completely dependent on yeah poverty in poverty and then but so there's a big gap from when his father goes to prison and his uncle dies and he gets Mm -hmm. money so i think i think perhaps that that uh situation that he lived through Mm -hmm. like greatly impacted him to the point that he was like i agree vexed by the level of poverty poor people are forced to endure Probably, yeah. Um, and he was like, you know what? Not on my fucking watch. And maybe he was a grumpy shit about it, but damn it if he wasn't effective. Um, here's the thing, everybody. If I was a man trapped in a woman's body, I would be pissed all the time, grumpy. Right. And like I think- I'm sorry, you're a man in a woman's body and you have to have a period. Ugh. And I think so again, it was one of those things that like reading it the first like first hearing up the story that uh reading it as uh the perspective of it's a woman mm-hmm. just cross-dressing for survival yeah um which again isn't unheard of in that no, time it's not. but but um reading it that way i was like yeah. hell yes like this I'm is like, an awesome yeah. story but also and i think as a woman um so i have no like gender dysphoria myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but i do have days where i wake up and i'm like fuck it'd be nice to be a man <laughs> Like, every time I have to repeat myself in a meeting, and I'm like, and I have a lot of base for a woman anyway, but damn, if I wouldn't have to do that less. Mm-hmm. Or, like, just, you know, walking alone at night. Like, just shit. Or, you know, every time you get your period. Literally every time. I get mad at men every, every time. Sorry, every y'all. Not time. all of you. No, no, no. We love you. Yeah, no. Individually. But. <laughs> I saw the stats on uh, on Anchor. It turns out that half of you are men, so thanks yeah, for that. Uh, thanks for listening, I'm not guys. here to shit on you. Yes. Um, um, but I, I just. I two of our patreons are men so i'm here to love two of the best not just because they are patreon members but just and also so last time we were talking about his cat um and we didn't shout her out by name but her name is harley um uh, the cat uh our friend has kitty soft um, paws eric's cat uh (laughs) she her name is harley she is beautiful uh she loves everyone but me and it is <laughs> one of the greatest failures of my I life. I think we'll tag her Instagram when we, yeah, we uh, should. when we, we when we post this episode. Um, so. also I just want to note my sources. Um I did use uh a Wikipedia article, James Berry and then it's indicated surgeon, uh because James Berry artist is his uncle. Okay. And those are separate people. Mm-hmm. Uh also sciencehistory.org, how history keeps ignoring James Berry. Oh, well, yeah, that sucks. I've never heard of him. Right. Um, so It's that... like as soon as they found out, he's got lady parts. They're yeah. like, mm. so the British military, upon this coming to light, uh, just kind of buries him in his success. And then also, it uh, came to light through, like, maybe not the best means. Uh, so the person who, I think it was a woman, traditionally a woman, who were hired to wash yeah and prep yeah, them yeah. it was traditionally a woman's job um, whoever did that was not a real one by the way Could well kept that fucking secret so like some right well, <laughs> so i think what happened i read i don't remember where That's it okay. was uh that she was not adequately paid 
for her services. And no shit. <laughs> literally, literally cleaning up a body who from someone who died of dysentery. Uh, and she was like, ooh, that's going to be two pounds more. Uh, oh, she was not adequately paid. And so she wrote to the papers <sighs> All right. about it. All right. um, but yeah, but it is like widely accepted that they're All right. they James Berry. Look, I'm happy to go with that. Happy um, to go with it. But yeah, Mr. Just... Doctor. Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor. James Berry. Uh, yeah, so Certainly. that is the story that okay. I have for y'all this week. I loved that. I, I'll i tell you at the end what else I loved. But, um, okay, so I know we're running a little long, guys, um, but we're, look, I assume Fair. if you're here, you like us now. This is episode three, okay? So, Very um, excited. we're um, going to pour my wine. Yes, and I um, will get that when... I'm just going to let you guys know about it. She will get it when she gets it. Here. I drank my last wine kind of fast but i gotta be honest with you i'm excited to bring these these facts pretty tipsy i love like not knowing Mm -hmm. anything i'm so excited i'm hyped okay so i like this wine oh um yeah okay very excited to try it i'm not gonna i can't and i cannot tell you if it's the sauce of the first two glasses (laughs) that make me like this wine so much but I like this wine, guys. Um, so again, this is from DNA Vineyards, and it is their cab. And do you get any flavors? Any things you I'm specifically like? So shit at that. I want right, to. Well, I, I like it. we it's go to the wine. Ass wine. We go to the wineries, and they're like, it has notes of blah blah blah. And with the white wines, I get it sometimes when they're like, it has like green apple, or like it's more floral, grassy, or um, citrusy. I get it with the red wines, and I'm like, like tastes like jammy. Grapes. I get <laughs> right jammy. I can get that easily enough, but like. Fair enough. Smoke the ones I that you, I like that are so dry. Get leather. I think right. that's the one note that you pick up on. Leather and smoke are like those in a wine are like my favorite combination. So it's like for me, like when I get a wine that I really like, it's kind of hard for me to describe because like a... I'm like, it's my favorite. <laughs> Fair. Um, so we did have a request from a listener uh, named Jen that uh, we get some sort of transition sound between our stories. Um, so don't look at my computer. I'm I can't I'm not wearing glasses, girl. Okay. I can read literally. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep I want suspense. Wait, hold for on, what let I me try. No, don't. I'm just trying to read the headline. I don't want you to. That's right. the whole story. Well, then never mind. That was our friendship, guys. You're, <laughs> that was our whole friendship because I still I made out the word history successfully, and that was it. Good. I don't because <laughs> I I I been to a whole I'm intro. I'm not trying to. I'm blind as that. I don't do this for. I do do it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> But you do it for you too. I do it for I do it oh, for you as well. You're my audience. Well, All of you collectively. <laughs> you didn't see me when I did just take excellent. my hair and turn it into a mustache. In my apology. Um, okay, it's so a anyway, transitional sound because I don't want to yes. edit in elevator uh, music for Our real. lovely listener Jen requested that we get some sort of sound yes. between us and uh, <laughs> this five minutes of fucking banter, wasn't it? Uh, and also, uh, sound editing is hard, so we're just going to not do that. And instead, we're going to cheers for the ringing fading. sound. Yep. Hey. I was told I must stop announcing when it's a good one, so I have to let it fully ring out before I can do that. So it was a good ring. I'm gonna take another sip of wine and then we'll get into it, guys. Okay, so as I said, I wasn't sure what I was gonna do this episode on, but I knew for sure 
at like 2 a.m. this morning. I texted you. I was like, I've got it. <laughs> Dumb. Um, so I'd like to start with actually an acknowledgement. Gosh, I am. Uh, this is two glasses of wine. This is going to get. Are you okay? Please bear with me, everybody. Um, so I, I know it's easy for all of us at this time. With literally all of this, like the information superhighway, all of the information at our fingertips to be like, yeah, of course, something is obviously ridiculous. Something that was done in the past that now we're like, what the fuck? Um, let's take a second to remember that an apple had to fall on the head of one of the smartest people to ever live, arguably, before we just were like, oh, gravity. <laughs> and this guy... He liked science so much he died a virgin. You feel me? Like, science <laughs> was his mistress. <laughs> like, this was his mistress, science herself. Um, and yes. this, like, All hail. like, so, yes. So, I mean, this guy was mid-scientific investigation, um, and the math for him was too tedious, so he invented infinitesimal calculus. To save him time. Okay, wait, but I have a comment. Yeah. Wasn't there a plague and an isolation request going on when calculus was invented? So I, yes. And I was, I was, I, I only have so much time in an episode, yeah. but I've already told you guys it's going long, so fuck it. Yes, that's true. Because during the fucking plague, they also realized that you should get isolated. Um. So yes, at this time he was, but I mean, it's, it's fucking right. Newton. Like he's doing, like he was... <laughs> He came up with a lot of really smart shit, but so yes, I just, I he like, was sequestered. I, I would just like it noted, you have to be <laughs> isolated in your house uh, without the internet to be bored enough to <laughs> fucking invent calculus. I don't think he invented calculus altogether. I think it was the one that was called infinitesimal calculus. Okay, and and to be type. honest, I did do some research on that, and I was like, I can't tell if he invented calculus <laughs> or if he invented just this infinitesimal That's calculus. Fair. So I went uh, with the Wikipedia fair, fair. Uh, version of it where it, was, it said infinitesimal calculus. Got it. Got it, got Mathematicians, it. Heather, if you're listening, don't come for me. Yeah, uh, mathematicians, I any uh, economists we have, anyone else. Um, yeah, don't come for sorry, me. Sorry, okay, love you. Uh, but I wanted to give you guys per form. Yes, truly. Vehemently from the depths of myself. Truly. Um, so I just wanted to give us all some perspective, but having said that, I'm going to bring you on a journey with me through time into some wild medical treatments brought to humanity by the physicians that were not the Newtons of their field. Oh boy. <laughs> we're going... I, I'm sorry. Is, is this a podcast version of Botched? I don't know what Botched is. Uh, it's like... Isn't it like the terrible... Oh, like they fucked up the surgeries? Yeah. Well, these are just treatments, like throughout time, for different things. All right. For different maladies or however you say that yeah um a melody and then i will i uh, will take a second also uh, i will absolutely be laughing at some of the absurd things and treatments that i'm about to tell you but there was also no doubt in my mind that some of these things brought many a history woe so spare thought for those fucking people as we I'm talk i'm sure that uh, and also they were all maybe well-intended no, no, no. I'm certain nope. that they were well-intended. I know that the physicians were well-intended, but they, again, they were not the Newtons of their field. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in easy. I'm going to slide in easy. Um, the first no, one... no, no, don't mumble that. <laughs> What's your chest? What'd you say? I'm going to slide in easy. Um, <laughs> so bloodletting. Okay, so this is this first up. Ooh. It's most famous, bloodletting. We've probably all seen it in a history something or other. Um, so this treatment was practiced for... Thousands of years. Ain't nobody caught on that this was not helpful, but we will assume that the doctors were doing their best. <laughs> Just like us, guys. 
Um, so throughout the years, practitioners attributed most sicknesses, basically anything, to bad blood. Same, because same. Baby, we got bad blood. Baby, we got... Okay. I would sing, but I can't. <laughs> You're all welcome. Uh, so what do you do when you got bad blood? You get that shit out of there. Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, which is where we get the Hippocrates? name. Oh, shit. Uh, no, but it's also where we get the Hippocratic Oath. Uh, so, so did you? Okay, well, not everybody may, but if you did, I, uh, we're all just because... sharing this warm history fact together. Yes. Um, so, I'm trying to father of modern down. medicine. I can't read shit. <laughs> He maintained that the human body was filled with four basic substances, or humors. Yellow bile, <laughs> black bile, phlegm, and blood. I would like to say, I mm. think it is, um, the four humors would be your sense of humor, <laughs> your sense of bullshit, <laughs> your capacity for nonsense that's just a void in your system, <laughs> and then I guess maybe blood. Did you know that out there? You just make that up. I just made that up. <laughs> Capacity for bullshit. It's a void. I love that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> my best friend is smart. Uh, no, uh, just my capacity for bullshit is my <laughs> Anyway, continue. Oh I'm my sorry. gosh. Okay. So, all of these humors, <laughs> they all needed to be kept in balance to maintain proper health. So, and that's actually true for what you said as well. Um, <laughs> so, patients with a fever or literally basically any other ailment were often diagnosed with an overabundance of blood so to make everything a-okay a doctor would cut open a vein and drain some of uh some of that blood and as you can guess this led to quite a few accidental deaths by blood loss however phlebotomy endured as like a common medical practice well into the 19th century so like people stayed on that shit so i don't know if you noted in there or not but uh so I guess barbers used to be blood yes. letters, and that uh, so yes. we see barbers the blue and red spinny. The mm -hmm. red is to represent the bloodletting. Mm -hmm. So anyway, craziness. Imagine going to get your fucking haircut. Yeah, no, there's or, a like, thing your that... edging done, and then you're like, hey man, I'm not feeling so great. Mind bleeding me yeah. out. It was a service. You get like a haircut and also get some of that shitty blood out. Can, um, can I get like an aftershave, a sample of blood, <laughs> and also let me lose three pints of blood. We could just do lavender, just calm down a little bit. We could just, ooh, essence Sorry, of lavender. I'll just, I'll just chill. No, no. That's a lie. I'm not going to chill. Either. No, I had that in here, but then again, I was like, we've got to cut it down because I wanted to bring you guys I'm a sorry. lot. Of... No, it's fine. If it comes out naturally, it comes out naturally. <laughs> um, okay, next up. So we know, and today I'm very surprised I have not sneezed in the microphone. And if I do, I'm so sorry, guys. But as we know, allergies come from many sources. Animals, pollen, etc. But some wily physicians were like, you know what cures allergies? Cocaine. <laughs> oh, it's very close to the mic. Um, Dr. Thomas Jefferson Ritter's... Wait, mm? Different Thomas Jefferson? I said, uh, what, what the fuck did I say? Dr. Thomas, Dr. Thomas Jefferson Ritter's. Ah, sorry. So probably a different... Too quick. I don't think that original one was a doctor, but I mean... I yeah, I was confused. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Wine in, guys. Yeah, you're on. You're just here for the ride now. Um, so Dr. Thomas Jefferson Ritter's Mother's Remedies. I don't know why this guy was writing Mother's Remedies, but uh, the continued title is Over 1,000 Tried and Tested Remedies from Mothers of the United States and Canada. And they were all cocaine. Published in 1910. <laughs> contains many remedies that have been phased out, like the one for hay fever, which call for spraying a 4% solution of cocaine up the nose. 
This was later on discovered uh, not to be effect- effective. What? <laughs> Dr. George Frederick Laidlaw, a recognized leading pathologist of the homeopathic school in New York, is quoted in multiple articles saying, if you can't cure it without cocaine, you better go ahead and keep the, the hay fever. <laughs> is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Without cocaine. He's like, don't do cocaine. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> okay. He was like, drugs are bad, kids. Okay, so some of you may have heard of that one. I think I had heard of that one before, but I'm about to bring you one that I don't think you know about. Um, and I actually have... I just want to say very quickly, I'm sorry, uh, that wine I just poured myself glass is delicious. It is delicious. It is. Um, so the next one I have for you, I am going to also... So I have, I have one for the, the one just before this, the cocaine for hay fever. But I also have a clip of the article because I got it out of the Library of Congress for this that I'm about to tell you guys about. I will post it on the Instagram. So th- this wild train is just getting started, y'all. <laughs> in an article in 1899 in the Florida Agricultural reports on a hotel in Australia where you could go for rheumatoid arthritis in this treatment whenever a nearby whale had died, I assume with natural causes, patients could be rowed to the whale, rowed, <laughs> road like by a boat row row row, row, row your boat. boat yes <laughs> then the whale would be cut up and a narrow hole made in the body the patient would then lay down in the carcass for around two hours this process allegedly relieved soreness and inflammation who came up with this treatment <laughs> i'll tell you the treatment was reported to be discovered by this is in quotes you guys a drunken man who was staggering along the beach near the whaling station at Twofold Bay, and who, seeing a dead whale cut open, took a header into the de- decomposing blubber. <laughs> for your rheumatoid arthritis, for um, I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, y'all can't see my face. <laughs> I imagine your face is doing a similar thing, though. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> just Wait, I'm sorry. So, and doctors were like, hey... Again, we're assuming they're doing their best, y'all. Um, the next two are small. Like, uh, no. I'm sorry. You're like, no, we cannot just s- actually move you on. You can't just skate on past being like, hey. <laughs> For rheumatoid arthritis, guys. They Look, weren't like, this is I a mean, life-saving thing. Like, if you have I cancer, get in this fucking like, wildly uncomfortable. No, no, no. I get but that. I get that. But like, Also, I just... And that... I'm sorry. Imagine your doctor being like, and maybe this speaks to like medical treatments at the time, being like, hey, hear me out. I'm going to just need you to uh, lay in this whale blubber. <laughs> maybe it's like a, like, you know, the saline things where you like float and it's nice. <laughs> like the, the, the balance out. Yeah. Like the, the, the sensory deprivation. <laughs> yes. But, but inside but it's wh- just it's I, how do you breathe? Is there a awful? Is there a tube connected to oh. your mouth? Do you just have your head sticking out of the whale? Are there Maybe. other people in the whale? Like I, you know, what I mean? imagine like I mean, okay, let, so let not a whale go to waste. I don't know. Right. Well, so I mean, think about it though. You have like X amount of whale carcass. Yeah, it's going to decompose rather quickly. Yeah. it's not being refrigerated or anything. So maybe you're cramming like twenty patients into singular whale carcass. Sticking out of this well, like now you're next to somebody. You gotta just kind of turn your head and talk, like make small talk, and like. And then you've been feeling terrible. Your yeah. spouse has gotten none. 
in this time frame and then you come home and you're feeling good and you're like hey baby but you smell like whale <laughs> oh anyway i'm sorry gosh. okay okay i'm, I'm, I'm you're okay fine no you're gonna it's fine like i said it's just getting started uh the next two <laughs> the next two of these cures are um smaller but i couldn't leave them out i refused um, in 1743, the 1700s, when all the best medical advancements were made, German anatomist Lorenz Heister wrote down treatment options for Bible cysts, which appear on the hand or wrists. They included, to cure the Bible cysts on your, the cyst on your hand, you they included it? strapping a bullet that had killed an animal to the cyst or touching it with a dead man's hand. Ah. But... One of the treatments he recommended is masturbation. No, it's never that. Was hitting the cysts with a heavy book. <laughs> Such as the Bible, which is why they're called Bible cysts. Just smack the shit out of it. Smack the fuck out of it, it'd be fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, this next one again. That's never good medical advice. I've given that advice to people before. We're not talking about that right <laughs> Okay. We don't do that. No. Uh, the ne- Okay, so this next one, again, is short, but I had to include it. So, according to Bald's Leech Book, which is one of the more well-known English, old English texts for medicine, to treat swollen eyes, take a live crab, <laughs> cut its eyes out, throw... This part's included. What? Throw the crab back into the water. Just blind as fuck. <laughs> Good luck. Then apply. Then apply. (laughs) Then apply this. Oh no. Then apply its eyes on the neck of the man who hath need. Now for this one, I also had questions. I was like, why a crab? (laughs) What did the crab do? Did the crab steal the doctor's wife? Does the crab owe the doctor money? We may never know what Steve did to deserve this. Did the crab come in with like a specific allergen and like with one of those old timey perfume poofers, like with his with his claw (laughs) just snip snip in. In the guy's face to, to, to make his eyes pop up. I don't know. And he's like, vengeance on the crab. I will have thine eyes. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so we're down I'm to the... Sorry. I know. Crab we're down crab. to the last two. Um, And I have saved my favorites for last. I'm going to take a real quick sip. <laughs> Saving the best for last. Mm-hmm. Again. I'm not going to so, sing it. Everyone's welcome. Ancient Greek doctors believed that a woman's womb was a separate creature with a mind of its own. And to be fair, I don't fully disagree. <laughs> However, according to the writings of Plato and Hippocrates, throwing it back, the father of modern medicine, when a woman was celibate for an extended time, her uterus, described as a living animal, in quotes, living animal, eager to bear children, could dislodge and glide freely about her body, causing suffocation, seizures, and hysteria. And I don't like that word hysteria, but we can get to that in a different episode. We could discuss it this episode if we want to, but that's fine. <laughs> it's, the really quick Cliff Notes version is hysteria, um, the H-Y-S also comes into like like hysterectomy. It's all to do with women. Like it's why yeah, also, women are crazy. Uh, it's because hysteria. women needed to get laid. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but in some form or another, this diagnosis endured to the time of the Wait, Romans I'm and sorry. Byzantines. Pause. Hysteria was a diagnosis back then. 
I don't know. That may have been, I mean, his, I think what, it depends on what the root of the word is. It well, no, so I get that it's like a Greek-based word, but was hysteria a medical diagnosis back then? Because I thought it was Quite something possible. like, I mean, people only during like, like Victorian times when people were like, A, you're not allowed to masturbate. B, men don't have sex with your wives unless it's for procreation. Get horse for that. Truly, no I don't know. That okay. part I don't know. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Sorry, continue. <laughs> it's fine. But basically, this, this diagnosis endured in some form or another, into the time of the Romans and Byzantines, well after doctors had learned that the womb was held in place by ligaments. Uh, but, to pre- <laughs> but to prevent their... Yeah. You all right? Just, no, They're sorry. like, nah, she just lost you. <laughs> She's gone. Okay. Okay. To prevent their wombs from taking... <laughs> sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Uh, but to prevent their wombs from taking a gap year... <laughs> women were counseled to Goodbye, let's go to Europe. <laughs> must find myself. Women were counseled to marry young and bear as many children as possible because of for of course they fucking were. Um for a womb that had already dipped out, doctors prescribed therapeutic baths, infusions, I don't know of what, and medical massages to try and force it back into position. They might even fumigate the patient's head with sulfur and pitch while simultaneously rubbing scented lotions between her thighs, the logic being that the womb would flee from the bad smells and move back into place. Okay. This, this is literally just, this is why I almost got the wine-educated guess, because these are men just being like, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I don't know how I, women work. I don't know. Even uh-huh. though I've, I've cut one open before and saw that it's definitely attached, I'm going to say it freely goes I, where I it wants. I have wants. questions. Yes. It can be massaged back into place. <laughs> yeah, but apparently only from the outside. I'm sorry. I don't think that's right. That's, yeah, well. I think those doctors be lying. Anyway, continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, no. So. I know. A terrible so, bunch of wine. <laughs> last. And by terrible, I mean perfect. How many butts of wine? Oh, I don't. Oh, you know. I don't know how many butts of wine we make can a just butt. say I an can, ass load of wine. An ass load of wine, but uh, <laughs> while you're, I'm, I'm listening, but also I am Googling how much is a, a butt of wine. Go on. No, your story is more important. <laughs> we shall recap this at the end. Um, okay, so last, but certainly not least. But. But. <laughs> a true origin story, y'all. So malaria has been around for a really long time. And throughout the ages, there have been a myriad of ways humans have attempted to ward off this disease. But one, but one of the most interesting treatments was a magical charm prescribed by a Roman physician by the name of Serenus in the 3rd century CE. He told his patients to write a certain word over and over on a piece of paper with one less letter on each line. So basically, you're writing this word, and then each you're going to write it underneath it, and but you're going to leave off the letter, and so on and so forth. Is it supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Mm, so, okay. So he told his patients to write a certain word over and over on a piece of paper with one less letter on each line until the letters formed a triangle with just the word A at the bottom of the paper. The idea was that as the word vanished in the triangle, the illness would as well. The patient would tie the paper with flax. Don't know what fucking flax is. I assume they turned it into a string. And wear the charm around their neck for nine days. And then toss the paper into an east running stream. 
I also don't know why so it has specific. to be East. It's very specific. It's magic. So, a 13th century transcription of Serenus's treatment can be found on a page in the Liber Medicinalis in the Benedictine Abbey of St. Augustine in Canterbury, England. Resting in the margin of the book, the magical word triangle is visible near the lower right of the ah, parchment. And that, that word is abracadabra. No shit! <laughs> yes! That is the origin of the word abracadabra. Nuh-uh. It was to ward off malaria. Yes. Huh! <laughs> yeah. I it's a magic know. word. It always has been. All right. I really appreciate that both of us left a little little Easter egg at the end of our at the end of our yeah. story. <laughs> and that is different from abracadabra. It is definitely different from this is the opposite <laughs> effect. Um did you find out how many butts of wine it was? Uh, I, I, well, I, I found out how much a butt is. It's not multiple butt. Well, I guess you could have multiple butts. That's a lot of wine. <laughs> uh, so for all y'all, uh, a butt, B-U-T-T-E, mm-hmm. of wine is 126 gallons of wine. We did not drink a butt of wine. We did not come close. Perhaps uh, by the time we end this podcast, should it be very <laughs> successful? Uh, we will have consumed a butt of wine, but however, I got you a couple photos, but this one is, you can see the triangle for the abracadabra. Yeah, we'll That's post these. That's wild. We will post these photos for you. I have three photos for you. Two are articles prescribing uh, the whale carcass yeah. and cocaine for hay fever, and one is the um, the triangle abracadabra and in Old English. And I will be posting a photo of James Barry with his poodle psyche and uh his manservant i don't know what to call it uh james oh gotcha or okay. john john yes um so thank you guys for hanging out with us uh thank you so much last time um we... again thank you so much to our patreon subscribers yes i know this one ran a little bit over mm. but not too bad we're only like 12 minutes over normal so it's not too bad we did okay um Again, you can find us at our website, historywoes.com, Instagram uh, at historywoes, W-O-E-S, Patreon at patreon.com slash historywoes. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, We are working on Google Podcasts. Thank you so much to Morgan and all of her hard work, Google (laughs) They're bougie. They need a lot. Uh, uh, Google don't take this as a personal attack. And we, while we are both security professionals and appreciate their quest for security, mm-hmm. fuck. Um, yeah. And also, we would like to say, uh, intro and outro music is by Victor Natas. Yeah, it is. And and my sources, I typically have a lot. Uh, if you've looked at the show notes, you've seen that. So I, And I don't want to call out the couple that I remember, because then I feel like it's not doing it justice to the ones that I forgot, especially after drinking three glasses of wine. So right. you will find them in the sources um, in the show notes. So they will all be there. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for Thank joining you us. For joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time. We're not going to tell you anymore what we do, uh, what our next topic is because we're, pickled. we're not sure either. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye.